up everyone welcome back to jeff needs sports this is the buckeye remix um last quote-unquote regular season remix of the year thanks for joining me thanks for listening um you know if you're new to the show i appreciate you giving me a shot um if if you're a returning listener um you know you're great and i can't say enough good things about you so um so hmm, sorry about that i had some troubles pre-show so that's why I'm running a little bit behind here, but that's all right. We'll get we'll get going, no problem. So, um, that's it, man. Yesterday, uh, Buckeyes Big Ten Championship game. They won their fourth in a row. It was a a fight, a battle. You know, they gritted it out a 22 to 10 victory over Northwestern. Main thing is we got the job done. And another thing, another shout out to get out of the way. Uh, Trey Sermon broke the uh, single game Ohio State rushing record, 331 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, awesome performance by him. Uh, he stuck with it all year. We've talked about it on this show several times. You know, he, um, you know, wasn't always the featured back and sometimes took a back seat. But when he came in, it felt, to me, it felt like he always passed block like he needed to. He always did what was asked of him. You know, he got big yards this year. He's obviously a good player. And he showed up when the when the Buckeyes had to abandon the passing game, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. You know, they just basically just gave the ball to Sermon and said, go get this win. And uh, he did. And he went and got championship and he broke the record. And he did it in a game that mattered, so I have no problem with him. You know, Eddie George is a legend. I watched him play. I'm old enough, you know, to to have seen him play. I was actually in the, you know, the area when he did it. That day was a special day. But, you know, Trey, that's cool, man. Uh, You're more than welcome to it. We needed you. You showed up. We appreciate it. So I just wanted to get that out of the way before I forgot about it. So knee jerks. Uh, So basically what this game boiled down to is how good do you think – Northwestern is okay. So if you if you believe and and you're allowed because I mean this is where they're ranked. You if you watched them, whatever. If you believe that Northwestern was the uh, is a really really good team, uh, the 14th best team in the country, one of the best defenses in the country, and and everything that that we're told, then you have no problem with this game. And it's a it's a it's a solid victory over the number 14 team. You know you got out of there, Big Ten championship and almost certainly a shot at the playoffs. That's what you wanted out of that game. That's the first thing. If you're more on my side to where I don't believe, I say this, Northwestern deserved to be ranked where they were at 14. I have no problem with the ranking. I don't think they're the 14th best team in the country, and I don't think they're all that good, especially their offense. Their defense plays really well. Uh, you know, they it's uh, it's not a crazy you know, technical defense, you know, they, they disguise a little, but they pretty much just, um, you know, put four guys across the back, uh, playing tight zone and they, and they really want to get, you know, turnovers and they wanted opportunistic defense and they want you to play in front of them. And they did that to Ohio state to a, a probably a, a little concerning thing. So if you're like me, I don't believe that Northwestern is all that great. Uh, I don't think that they beat, most of the other teams that I watched yesterday, 
and we couldn't, you know, get a passing yard on them. So that concerns me. So that, that there's the two camps. If you, if you think Northwestern's good, you had a great day. If you're like me and you think they're all right, wasn't quite as good a day. So, you know, that, that, that's where we're at with that. So, um, you know, my knee, my knee jerks, my knee jerks were, we, we weren't quite ready for that game. I mean, Northwestern, this is what they do. We had two weeks because of the Michigan game being canceled. We had two weeks. We knew Northwestern was in the game. You know, everybody had two weeks to watch the film and we played right into their hands. We did everything they wanted us to do. They made fields run out of the pocket. They made him throw across his body. You know, they, they waited, you know, they, they sat back and waited for, you know, tip balls or they, they let the receivers run across them. they didn't chase them around. You know, they didn't try to cover them, you know, man on man through the zones. It worked. The receivers weren't great on the routes. They didn't give fields a lot of help. Uh, fields, a lot of times when he looked out there, you know, he looked out, glanced, you know, he essentially just saw four guys standing there and then, and then scrambled, um, and we saw a little bit of that in Indiana. So that's twice this year that, you know, it's, it's a little concerning. Uh, it just, to, to me, it just, they, they felt like there was a lot of, um, you know, lowering your head, shaking your heads. And, and early in the game when it was really, when Northwestern was really taking it to the Buckeyes, especially in the first quarter, you know, uh, a bad timeout on a first drive. I'm a big guy about saving your timeouts. You know, they, we call a timeout on the first drive of the game. Uh the holding penalty, it it was a hold. They called it. You know, we all know that that changes the game, but there's no reason, no reason that that should have factored in, you know, long term in that game. The, the the talent difference in this game is astronomical. So, so my knee jerks where I was a little concerned by what I saw, but my another one is super happy. Love I I we go over there every year and watch a game. Of course, we couldn't go this year. Uh, still love it. It's a great place to play. Great place to watch a game. And there's nothing wrong with getting a conference championship. I, I just want to I just want to say that awesome job for the guys. They were down all the players. That is huge. I'm sure the practice time has been cut down so far because of the the COVID situation, and it should be, you know. So I, there are hardly any reps in the last month for this team. Honestly, they've had no. They haven't had a chance to learn this year from a game like this. Like they needed to play a game like this you know, halfway through the season, learn from it, have, you know, fields have the, have the tape to watch, go in, see, recognize stuff, especially like if they got Clemson coming up, which we assume they will. Clemson, Clemson plays a similar type of operating, you know, defense, like obviously they're, the athletes are better and everything, but as far as like, you know, disguising their looks and zones and the, what the safety's doing stuff, that would have been nice to have. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to crush them for it, but it was definitely concerning. So we'll talk about the offense. Fields flat out struggled. Uh, there's no two ways about it. Um, 12 for 27, 114 yards, two interceptions. Quarterback rating was 34 yesterday. There is no way to mask, um, you know, how bad of a game he had. I never say he played bad. I mean, he's he's trying, but uh, but you can't you can't cover that up. I mean, that was a bad game. We couldn't throw our way out of that game against Northwestern. And if uh, uh, once again, if you want to think Northwestern's the best pass defense in the country, fine. Um, but if you don't, it's concerning. Uh, he, I, I mean, there's a couple big pass plays in there, but very, very few that even mattered. Uh, most of them are wasted. Uh, two interceptions. My gosh, um, you know, running around, bad sacks. Just a real tough game for Fields, and I, and I, I don't. I, I I won't sit here and know I know why. You don't know what's happened in the last two weeks of getting ready for the game. So I'm not going to sit here. It's not going to act like he's bad. But there's definitely chinks in the armor. There's definitely concerns. There's definitely things that he needs to learn, definitely things he needs to see, you know, to move forward in his career. No doubt that he can. I, you know, 
I'm, this is one game out of what's he up to now, like 20, you know, about 20 games. So, but uh, de- definitely concerns, definitely concerns. You know, uh, you know, once again, we talked about Trey Sermon. They finally just abandoned the run. And now, and now to Fields' credit, I will say this the reason that Northwestern played the defense they did, they wanted to do that to Fields and they wanted to force us to run. So, Fields' ability and our receivers' ability did cause, did determine the type of defense that Northwestern played. You know, they had to commit all those guys and then that left the running lanes open. And Trey Sermon took advantage of it in the biggest way possible we just talked about it 331 yards two touchdowns total mismatch so fields is part of the reason northwestern played the way they did so that did open up running lanes so he you do get credit for that 500 yards in offense is 500 yards in offense i don't care so i just, I just want to get that out there that like you know fields being on the field does change a defense even if he played as bad as he did and played into their hands so you know, that's that's where we go with that. Essentially, offensive line pushed Northwestern around. Sermon, it was a mismatch. Uh, and Teague probably, if they'd have put Teague in, he probably would have had a couple hundred yards. Like, total mismatch on the ground game. They should have went to it. You know, I even said this earlier in the week. This isn't, you know, um, hindsight. I said earlier in the week that High State should just go into this game, run the ball as much as they can and get out of there. Once they figure that out, total mismatch, you know, good good for them. Uh, the defense, you know, Hilliard, what, what a great game. What a great game that guy had. Uh, Browning was out yesterday. Uh, Hilliard, you know, played most of that time uh, all over the field. Big tackles, you know, fumble, you know, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. Uh, one of the, a great interception after Northwestern had a fantastic inter. Let's talk about that real quick. Northwestern has that one, you know, great interception, totally deserved. Fields, you know, didn't not not his best throw. Northwestern, if we score on that drive and we're we're down in the end zone at the end of the first half, that's another one of those to where this game gets out of hand. But it didn't. It didn't. So Northwestern gets that interception. Then Northwestern's driving, same situation. Hilliard comes up with a great interception. I mean, a real, a really, really standout play for him. That was huge. Turned the game around. Honestly, ended the game for Northwestern, that interception. So great, great game by Hilliard. Just all over the place in a depleted, you know, team. Uh what else we got? What else I got on here? And then in the second half, just totally shut down Northwestern. I mean, they they had Ramsey just kind of jogging from side to side, throwing the ball, you know, every which way. Never, never really a threat. Um, you know, and as far the defense gave up 10 points yesterday to once again a 14th ranked team. Do do with it what you want. I don't I don't care what you do with that information. That's totally up to you. They they held them to 10, they held them to 10 points, nothing in the second half, absolutely nothing in the second half. So defense uh, showed up yesterday when they needed to and and got the job done so that's cool that's that, that's great it really is great but uh yeah um you know do we want i don't know i don't i'm not going to spend this whole show having this discussion corners did not look great yesterday um they picked on seven banks a little he that guy's a playmaker but he he's got a long way to go and and i understand and that's that's fine he's young i get it but um, you know, when Northwestern's picking on you, you know, once again, this is coming from a guy. I don't think I don't I don't really think Northwestern is a a, um, a terrific offense. And when they're picking on you, that says something. Wade, Wade is Wade, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the whole country sees it, scouts see it. You know, a lot of guys I talk to that are you know that do this for a living on on Twitter, they see it. There's concerns about Wade. Once I say it every week, he's going to be, he is going to have a position in the NFL. He's going to work it out. They'll get him in the right spots. going to be fine. It is not what he's doing now. He is uncomfortable out there. It doesn't suit him. 
the the defense can't work around him. It causes tr- problems on the safeties. You know, he he's he's just all right out there. And um, maybe here in a few minutes we'll talk about the playoffs. But uh, but but it's still concerned. The, the corners are a concern. Um, hey, how about Proctor yesterday? So me and um, Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes podcast discussed all year about we need to get Proctor more involved just because he's so downhill. He's so quick twitch. He's so aggressive. There, there's a spot for him on the team, you know, to cause havoc. Comes up with a great interception yesterday. What, what a what a wonderful interception. Good morning, Mom. How are you today? Um, wonderful interception by Proctor. I, li- I like watching the kid play. And and but see, there's there's a guy that like that's his position. That is his position. You know, sit back, be aggressive. Um, he's not gonna you're not gonna switch him to a coverage corner. I mean, he's not that terrible in coverage, but he's a he's more of a downhill in the box, you know, aggressive safety. Did a great job yesterday. I like the guy. Um, you know, good for him. Yeah, you know, he showed up last year in the Big Ten championship game. Um, you know, he showed up this year. So Josh Proctor, man, nice game. Uh me and me and Jay's been waiting on you all here, man. But uh but you but you did it. So th- th- a lot of good things to be said about the defense yesterday, honestly. Still don't have an edge rusher. I don't know what to do. Um, it, it just is what it is. That speed rusher is just, he's not coming. He's not showing up. He's uh, not magically going to appear on the field. We got to do with what we got to do. Um, let's talk about coaching for a second. Now, this is a, this is a subject that I can, you know, I can go into a little bit because these guys are, you know, they're as old as me. They can take it. They're grown men. They get paid to do what they do. I've always said this, they get paid. They can take the criticism. The players are just out there doing their job. They're young They make mistakes. I, I don't, I'm not too hard on them personally. Coaches, you can you basically say whatever you want about because I know they have a lot on their plate, but you know what I mean. We pay them, and I live in the state of Ohio, so I actually pay them, so I can really say whatever I want about them. You know, I probably donate, not donate, but like you know, maybe ten cents of my taxes go to them every year. So it is what it is. Uh, it's totally unprepared. Two weeks, and they acted like Northwestern switch like they're playing a different team like northwestern northwestern has ran this defense from day one for probably three or four years now um you know under pat Fitzgerald, maybe more this is what he does and they played right into their hands like fields looked like he looked like a guy that had been coached to play a completely different team and then he switched. he it looked like uh, i don't know if anybody's a fan of the rocky movies i, th- I believe it was rocky 2 maybe it was one I, I apologize those are kind of the same movie to me anyway when rocky trained you know, all all year to to fight right-handed. Then he was going to switch to southpaw at the last minute, and you know when he came that, and then you know to catch Apollo off guard. That's what this game looked like. You know, Fields was out there looking like he was like he had never seen this defense before. And I'm like, you, you first of all, you had two weeks, but you had years of this of, of video. This is what they're going to do, and you had nothing. Like they didn't they didn't adjust anything. Their receivers didn't. It looked like years ago when we used to complain about. You know, Trestle, everybody used to give him a hard time, but this is what he did. Like he ran the same offense no matter what the defense did, and he let the defense dictate. I mean, he never adjusted they never adjusted the, you know, the the pass routes. They they never the tight end. How do you not implement a tight end versus, you know, this this type of zone defense? Like if you're they're playing a quarters defense, it's literally you know, your tight ends and your H backs gotta get involved. And I know uh and Jigba was out, but come on. Uh, I just and, and then once again the players looked rattled like as if they they didn't know what was coming. To me, that's all coaching. Like your coach has to be has to prepare you for the moment. Uh, that's his job. You know, you every year when you go to this Big Ten championship game, you're gonna have young players, guys who haven't been there, guys who haven't maybe started in this position. They have to be ready. Like that team looked like 
oh man, I can't believe, you know, we're doing this or whatever. And I don't know about y'all, but I started getting that Iowa, Michigan State, you know, Purdue feeling early in that game. And and I, I, I apologize to the Buckeyes. They pulled it out. But that, that's the feeling I started getting. Like this team is about to just, you know, throw in the towel. I, I was really getting concerned. They didn't. Still, I just, they, they looked rattled. Once again, you're taking timeouts on the first drive of the game because of, you know, we saw the second half how like simple it was. Like hand the ball to the running back and go. There's no reason we should be calling timeouts ten yards from the end zone in the first quarter of a game that you had two weeks to get ready for. So I really, really was hard on the coaches yesterday. Um, you know, I understand they made adjustments, especially the defensive coaches, but just in general, that that's not the team that that we needed to see or wanted to see. I understand once again. There's probably I'm probably too hard on them. There's probably been a lot of practice time they've lost. They're probably trying to do all this through Zoom meetings, trying to keep. And honestly, I would imagine they're so focused on keeping Justin Justin Fields away from everybody in the entire world that there's probably a ton of Zoom meetings and they're not that that face to face contact is not there. And I know that affects it. So I'm I'm sure I'm being too hard on them. But you know we saw it. It it is what it is. But congratulations, coaching staff. Uh, you know. Undefeated season, Big Ten championship, nothing, nothing to uh, you don't have to apologize to me. That's for sure. All right, so let's um, let's look at the, the grade card here. Let's see what my last grade card. Well, it won't be my last of the year. But, oop, that's the rankings. Wow, man, give you a sneak peek at my uh, final rankings of the year, didn't I? Wow, you didn't expect that. So here we go with the report card. Uh, the quarterback, man, this is crazy. I gave him a C minus. Uh, really never made an adjustment. Looked flustered. I feel. I hope his hands all right. I really do. I like Justin Fields, but I mean, I got a grade on what I saw. Well, I'll just say it again: 114 yards, two interceptions. Uh, just completely null and void this game. Really uh, didn't even. I mean, ran the ball right, but didn't couldn't didn't take over with these legs. Just uh, a lot going on there. So sorry, Justin, but C minus, buddy. Um, but you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You can take it. I don't think you're worried about a C minus from you know a podcaster in Central Ohio. Uh, wide receivers, I gave him a B minus. Uh, Olave was out. I didn't feel they really stepped up in his role. Uh, I don't know how much that affected Fields, and if it did, like you know, a lot of people were saying Olave Olave out affected Fields. Well, wide receivers get sprained ankles and stuff all the time. If you're if you're starting quarterback that you think is a second pick in the NFL draft can't play without one wide receiver, when you've got maybe the best top to bottom wide receiving core, second best in the country, Alabama absolutely has the best wide receiving core in the country. Um, because Devontae Smith is um an alien. I don't know if anybody watched Devontae Smith last night. He's an alien. Um if you can't play without one receiver, that's trouble. And I know Olave's great and he would have helped this game, but you got to adjust. Uh Garrett Wilson's great. Uh I think he had one great catch that really did help, but just wasn't there. Uh, just n- never felt comfortable with they just felt like they kept they didn't adjust their routes. They were running behind, you know, behind um you know, guys and defenders instead of in front of them. It just, it just didn't mesh. But I, I, but I basically, I gave them a credit. The B minus is essentially their downfield blocking was awesome. They never gave up on that, and they made huge gouging holes in the secondary for Sermon. So they get full credit. They get an A for downfield blocking and a C for route running, basically. So it comes into like a B minus. Uh, running back, how, how do I not give them an A plus when you set the record? When when we needed you, they they literally just hand you the ball, and in two and a half quarters, you you run for 
331 yards, two touchdowns. Absolutely could have had another one easily at the end of the game. I know, you know, I don't blame Ryan Day for not going for that at the end of the game, by the way. But I mean, Sermon easily gets in if he wants to at the end of that game. Could have, you know, could have been a 335 and three touchdown day, historic day in college football. So running backs getting A plus. T, T looked fine when he was in, but they just, you know, it was Sermon's day. Yeah. So good, good for him. Great job. Great job by Sermon um, in the running backs. Uh, offensive line, I bet they did really good. I it passed protection. They they gave they let uh you know they let guys run free a little bit on fields, and then he was flustered. But since they abandoned the pass, the offensive line absolutely manhandled them. Uh, we're, we're a juggernaut in run and run blocking. So the offensive line gets a B plus because they were just pushing guys around. They look. The center, it was nice to have you know everybody back in position this week. We weren't throwing 90-mile-an-hour fastballs back to fields every snap. Uh, I thought the offensive line did a really nice job. And, and Northwestern's a tough team to play against. I mean, they got, they got a you know, stout defensive line. They know what they're doing, a lot of movement up there. And, and then, But when it was run blocking, they just pushed everybody out of the way. So offensive line, nice, nice job. Uh, defensive line, pretty good job once again. Uh, I know, it's, I just keep, you know. I just keep going back to this, but no edge rush. Uh, Tyreek's pretty good, but um, there's no speed rush off the edge. That's fine. They're not there, so I can't hold it against them that they just don't have, you know, the Chase Young's not there. Um, he's not, he, he's got, he had a year of eligibility left if he was to come back uh, for the playoff game. We'll take him, but he's not there. No big deal. Um, but they they played pretty good. I mean, obviously, Northwestern had zero points in the second half. Defensive line, and they're, they like to run the ball. Defensive line had a lot to do with that. They they pushed Ramsey out of the pocket enough. The guy, the, Ramsey is what he is. I don't know. But what, what I will say, what they did, and Ramsey loves this. Anybody that remembers the Indiana games, Ramsey loves this. You know, he loves to drop back. Everybody, va- you know, they vacate the middle. You know, the, the linebackers, you know, are in coverage or whatever. And then Ramsey likes to take off on those, you know, either design draws or, you know, just uh, take advantage of the vacated middle. We didn't give a bunch of those goofy plays up that we hate so much. You know, even if it was just grabbing an ankle or something, that that is huge because Ramsey counts on that. You know, just like I don't know if you remember, like um, all the times we play Penn State, like there's always just this big zone. You know, huge lane up the middle that the quarterbacks take advantage of. They did clog those up. The interior defensive line is spectacular. They've done spectacular all season. Um, good for them. So. Yeah, I uh, defense defensive line gets a B plus um, just because you know not not a, not a huge pass rush, but re- really solid game. Uh, linebackers, I give them an A. Uh, we talked about Hilliard, big interception. Um, you know, Warner did his thing. He quietly, you know, makes tackles and stuff. He's not. It's just a position he plays. Did a good job once again. Zero points in the second half. How could the linebackers not have played good? But uh, but Hilliard really stood out and 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 jumped up. This is what a guy should do that the receivers didn't do yesterday. This is what a guy should do. Browning's out. Hilliard comes in and plays as good or better than Browning played all year. I mean, we don't know how Browning would have played in this game. He'd have been fine. But what I'm saying is Hilliard stepped up and did it. Linebackers were good. They had a lot, you know, a little bit of responsibility in this game. Once again, it's like what, what you got to do with Northwestern, you can't give up these freakish long runs because that's the only thing that's going to kill you. Make them, you know, make their offense beat you. And they did and they didn't. <laughs> they, you know, it worked. Uh, good job to linebackers. One of their best, one of their best probably games of the year. Once again, if you if you think Northwestern's great, then awesome. The linebackers were fantastic yesterday. Defense was fantastic against the number fourteen team in the country. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, defensive backs, we talked about it. Um, you know, Proctor did did good. Uh, the you know Banks, 
I don't know, he made a good play here, but I mean, they targeted him a little here. You know, they weren't scared of him. Wade is good enough. Like I don't, Northwestern, I don't really doesn't have the guy, you know, to test Wade. So, you know, he did his job. They didn't give up, you know, they gave up, you know, 224 yards to Ramsey on 24 throws. Um, you know, they had a couple of good drives early on, but um, I, I give him a B, I give him a B minus. It was all right. And then we come up with an interception. Didn't get didn't didn't have a lot of missed tackles. They didn't look silly or anything like that, but they also didn't get tested. <laughs> they didn't. If anybody saw the Alabama Florida game last night, those defensive backs were working. I mean, those dudes. Ooh, they was on overtime last night. You know, so you know, I, I can only grade them for what I saw. Defensive backs were fine. There, they were fine yesterday. Head coach, uh, we talked about it. head coach, coaching staff, USC. I already I already beat. I already told you why. Uh, unprepared. I thought the team looked a little rattled. Looked a little discouraged. I know they're all stressed out. This has been a tough month for them. That's what coaches do. Uh, I'm sorry, but like if we're going to compare Ryan Day, like I, I hold Ohio State football up there in the top five or six programs in the country. So when I'm watching Clemson, when I'm watching Alabama, when I'm watching Florida, and I'm watching how these teams react and how they play and how they rally, you know. I think Florida wound up being down like close to, I think maybe at some point with 17, they come back to get it like they kept fighting. Like when I see you know, their players in motion and stuff and I judge ours by it, and when there's a lot of uh, head hanging and 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 uh, eye rolling and shaking and acting like they don't know what's going to go on, I'm sorry, I'm going to hold it against you. But uh, that, that's just one game. But uh, the conversation's there. You know, I'm, I'm a huge Trestle guy. I'm older. Uh, Trestle changed my life when he came in and turned that program. I won't say turned it around, but took him to the next step, changed the program, changed the culture back in 01. And, um, you know, he did it for what was it, about 10 years. And he took a lot of crap for it. You know, it was always funny. It was all Trestle ball. Like, you know, he just, you know, he wants to punt. He wants to kick field goals. He wants to play defense, win by seven points. Why, you know, he's got all this talent. Why doesn't he just go for it? So, you know, when we see that yesterday and and then day has to do that, I want to get like I want to say sometimes you got to do that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's uh, you know, sometimes trestle ball works. There's a reason that the guy was one of the greatest coaches of all time and won a high state national championship. So sometimes you coach to the situation. And I think day that, you know, coming out of the locker room, they essentially were like, let's let's run the ball and you know see what happens and don't don't take chances downfield and whatever you know they kind of came around but just in general i didn't think the team looked super prepared but um the defensive coaches did a pretty good job obviously Hiller, hilliard was ready you know uh you know i love brian hartline wide receivers looked a little lost out there i don't think i don't think northwestern's that good in the secondary that these wide receivers couldn't find space um you know fleming really uh I, it, it's you know you got a freshman i feel bad but just uh didn't didn't um i don't know it kind of shrunk a little bit but uh but that's fine man they got it they got it that most important is thing they got it done so head coach you gotta see so that's it for the remix i know i felt like i was being hard on them but if, if you know i do for off the ball network i'm also like kind of the college football guy so i can't watch these games and act like i don't see them you know as much as i love the buckeyes i can also admit you know, what I'm seeing on the field is two different things. I'm super excited that we won the game, got a Big Ten championship. I'm super excited that more than likely there's there's probably 99% chance we get in the playoffs. But, you know, I can't see the weaknesses in the in the team and not call it out. Then that would be silly of me to do. And, you know, I've got, I've got you know, 
I got my reputation. I got credibility. I got to tell you what I see on the field. And none of this is unfixable, but it's also concerning if you watched all the games yesterday. So hopefully Northwestern is the best team in the country, and I'm wrong about all this. That that would be the best thing that would happen. So um, that's it. Great job, Buckeyes. Uh, it was a tough season to fight through. A lot of adversity. Some of it, you know, it's it was just – it was nuts. You know, you you – mainly you deserve the decision to let you in there. You're 6-0. You got a shot at the playoffs. That's what you wanted. Um, we're, you know, we don't know who's all really going to play yet, like as far as the protocols and all that. We're not going to worry about that right now. But, um, you know, you, you did your thing. You got six games in. We got to see you play. As Buckeye fans, We, we that's huge for us on a Saturday. So as, as hard as I am on you, it still makes my day, <laughs> uh, even, even when you play a little sluggish like yesterday. Um, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So uh, here we go. I'll give you everybody a sneak peek at my final, um, rankings here. I'll make a little space for my rankings. Sorry. Left-handed. Here we go over here. So, uh, so here, here's the way I see it before they come out. They're coming out at noon today. Uh, if anybody's interested, anybody's watching now, we're going to do a reaction show later. I'm going to host a re reaction show later on the college football playoff final rankings, the official ones from um, the network. Uh, so anyway, if, if anybody wants to check that out. And um, sorry about that. I had a comment. Um, so yeah, I got Alabama one. I got Clemson two. I, there's nobody on this planet or another planet. I don't care if it's Jupiter, Mercury. <laughs> they're, they're, everybody knows Alabama and Clemson are one and two. I got a high state three because of Notre Dame getting boat raced. Um, I saw it. It's once again like uh, – and here's what I found out yesterday on Twitter. Um, talking college football on Twitter is um, – it's exhausting. Fans are passionate. They love their teams. You know, Notre Dame fans are sticking to that Clemson win in the middle of the year. My viewpoint is – that the beatdown yesterday negates what they did um, then. I'm just saying, like, you know, it took them to triple overtime, and then they get without Lawrence, and then you get Lawrence back. And it was – both sides of the ball played better because, you know, you're not settling for field goals. The pressure he puts on the defense, that was the – that was the realistic game that I thought I'd see. And, man, Clemson just – it wasn't even close. Uh, Notre Dame was – so – my thoughts on Notre Dame, you'll see here. So I'll go through these real quick for the audio listeners. I apologize, guys. If you're driving to work, be safe. Um, I hope you're having a good day. And uh, if you're hanging out at home and working, whatever. I hope you're having a good day, wherever you're at listening to this. I appreciate it. So uh, I got a high state at three, mainly because, you know, the Notre Dame loss. I got Texas A&M up in at four. We'll go over in a minute. I've actually had the Florida Gators at fifth in the country. I watched the game last night. I do not care. I do. I do. I don't care what the final rankings say. I don't care what any of the 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 bobbleheads at ESPN or any of the networks say. Florida is probably the third best team in the country this morning. I understand they lost to LSU. It happened. I get it. I get the losses. We're all stuck on losses in college football. Losses. 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 You know. Nobody cares about wins because Florida's got eight wins. High State has six. But that doesn't matter. It goes by losses. Totally get it. I don't care. I only got Florida at fifth because I, I know they're not letting them in the playoffs. To me, they're the third best team in the country on field today on a neutral site. And I'll stand by it. I don't I do not care. I got Notre Dame at sixth. I don't even I think they probably are the sixth best team in the country. Um honestly, I think them and the Buckeyes are 
really, 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 really close. Once again, Notre Dame lost and the Buckeyes played six games. That's a real thing. Good for the Buckeyes, but I don't think there's a big difference between Notre Dame and Ohio State. And probably, I would say on a neutral field, Notre Dame would be favored by two or three. I really do. But they're still at sixth, um, and a lot of people think they're still in at four. That's fine. I, I will not say that. And if they are in at four, I will say it in the reaction show. I'll say it ahead of time. They don't deserve to be. And mainly this. So here's what you're going to do. You got to like you know, what a hundred you know thirty some college football teams. So you're going to tell me that you're going to watch Clemson, um, you know, shove Notre Dame around. Uh, completely blown out of the water. And then now you're going to put Notre Dame in at four, and you're going to tell me there's a shot that I'm going to see the third Notre Dame-Clemson game for my national championship in 2020. After we we fought to have all these games, after, you know, all the rescheduling, the cancellations, you know, the arguments, the the rules, the not rules, the, the um, you know, uneven schedules, records, everything you're going to tell me you're going to give me a national championship game of Clemson Notre Dame. Thanks. That's awesome. I, I can't wait to see the third one after you see. And here's, and then here's the argument. I know what you're thinking right now, what everybody's thinking doesn't matter. Notre Dame's not beating Alabama. A there's two things about that. If, if they can't beat Alabama, if they have no chance to beat Alabama. Then the committee needs to not put them in. Why would you put a team in that has no chance to beat Alabama? I'm, I'm just saying like, and then, and then they do have a chance to beat Alabama because Ohio State was in this position six years ago, and we beat Alabama with a backup quarterback. So yeah, it can happen. We don't know. We don't know that Mac Jones. I mean, I, I'm not wishing this on anybody, but it's football. We don't know Mac Jones doesn't sprain his ankle in the first play of the game. We saw it happen to Tua last year and cost him a chance at the national championship. So if you put Notre Dame at four, you are absolutely bringing in the possibility of a Notre Dame Clemson third game for the national championship. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, if TV's – we know TV and money is pushing this thing, then you you can't do that to me. So that's why I think Notre Dame gets left out. And, yes, I know Texas A&M-Alabama's rematch. Guess what? We didn't just see it yesterday. And I said when the first rankings came out that they that they painted themselves in a corner. When they put Texas A&M at five, this is what they stuck themselves with. So they, they did it to themselves. But most people don't remember that Texas A&M-Alabama game except for those, you know most of those fan bases. It was so long ago. So your casual fan will still watch that championship game, and they don't have a memory in their head of three weeks ago, you know, you know the beatdown. If Texas A&M and Alabama played yesterday and the same thing happened, I'd tell you the same thing about – and if Notre Dame and Clemson only played once, maybe. Come on, they played twice, and it wasn't close. It wasn't close. I'm sorry. So what, what's the sense in – you know, they, they basically shouldn't have played the games yesterday if that's how they're going to see it. So anyway, enough about that. I got Notre Dame at six. Um, I got Oklahoma at seven. Actually, I honestly 100% truly believe that – yesterday Oklahoma was a better team than Ohio State and I stand by that and I know you know so then here's see so here's the problem I get this I'll, I'll, I'll share some of my Twitter issues with you guys here's the problem I get so I'm going to sit here and say that I think Oklahoma looked better than Ohio State yesterday and everybody's and everybody gets on me and says well Oklahoma played Iowa State so so now what we've said is Iowa State's terrible even though they're ranked sixth it, but Northwestern's not, and they're ranked 14th. This is how it goes on Twitter. So I can't have the conversation. I'm just telling you what I saw. I think yesterday Oklahoma looked like a better team than Ohio State, and they've looked be- they've looked great for seven weeks in a row, and they've turned it around. And I and I there needs to be an 18 playoff, and they need to get in. That's a different show. We'll talk about that later on the reaction show. But um, Oklahoma looked good. I, I don't I don't understand why it's such a 
it's this loss column that we're stuck on. And I know it matters, but this, then the criteria needs to change. Then we need to be like, Hey, if you lose, if you lose in September, it means this much. If you lose in October, it means this much. If you lose in November, it means this much. If you lose, like we need to figure out what matters and what doesn't matter. Because if we're going to say that Oklahoma's two losses early in the season, and they're a much better team since then, matter more than yesterday Notre Dame getting destroyed by Clemson, then what? Then I don't know what we're talking about. So I guess we just need to put these teams in a, one of those Yahtzee cups and just dump them out. But, I mean, there's no criteria. So I don't care. Oklahoma, I got them at seven, but they, I, I would, they absolutely deserve a shot. Um, you know, whatever. I got Cincinnati at eight because they're undefeated. Like they have no chance getting in. Uh, they did enough. They, they, they won on a field goal. Wh- whatever. That's what I tell you about Cincinnati. Whatever. Um, I don't think there's any team below them that deserves in. That's why I only put eight this week. Um, you know, if we, if you guys want to argue about where Iowa State goes or Coastal Carolina, what they I, that's fine. I totally don't blame you. Um, I didn't have time to go through that because the rankings are actually coming out in like an hour. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about this again. But I like to get my – I just want to I just want to put on record, if you're listening to this, this show came out before the college football rankings came out. So everything you're hearing is not hindsight, it's foresight. I, I want that to be totally clear. And I appreciate everybody's listening and watching today because um, – as you can tell, I'm a little fired up. <laughs> I love college football. Um, it, you know, it's awesome. This is what I do. Uh, you know, it's it's it doesn't. It, my wife always tells me like it doesn't look like you're having fun, and I'm like I know, but I am. Like even when I'm angry and and screaming at the TV and arguing with, um, you know, good, the smart and dumb people on Twitter, I love it. This is fun. So that's the way I see it. Um, but I I don't know how it's going to go. If Notre Dame gets in, then I just don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, Notre Dame fans tell me, well, they, they, they beat Clemson in three, I, 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 whatever. If you think Notre Dame is the, if this, I guess here's what I would say. If your argument is that Notre Dame should go in, then I guess a high state's fourth and Notre Dame's third and then Clemson and Notre Dame, because you can't tell me that Notre Dame only dropped, you know, two spots and a high state jumped two spots. If your argument is that Notre Dame beat Clemson, a high state hasn't beat Clemson. So like, there's a whole other argument. So then I guess what you're telling me is really high state's four, Notre Dame's third. So you dropped Notre Dame one spot and they got beat by as many as Clemson wanted yesterday. So there, there's your, there, there you go. So I guess we have, you know, we need to have the Clemson Notre Dame rematch in the first round of the playoffs. That, that sounds, that sounds wonderful. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, that sounded a little negative. I said a little negative on that one. Um, so uh, anyway, so that's my rankings guys. You know, I went a tad long, but there was a lot to cover. It's the last big week of college football. So um, what we'll do from now on is um, I'll probably I'll do another one next week. We'll do some previews because I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And you guys, you guys are really giving me some good feedback. I, I'm I'm loving doing this. So and then, of course, we'll have a preview of um, whatever whatever bowl game we we assume right now. It's, uh, you know, we're I, we assume right now we'll be three playing Clemson. But this committee, we don't know what they're going to do. They might leave Ohio State out. They honestly could leave Ohio State out and whatever. So um, I'll preview whatever the next game is. And then, of course, I'll do the review of that game. And hopefully hopefully we'll meet here in about a month and we'll be we'll all be uh, high-fiving and telling me how crazy I am and celebrating the national championship. Why not? It's uh, It'll be 2021. Maybe everything flips over like we think it is. High State flips the switch, and boom. You know what I mean? I've been there. I've seen it. We've done it before. But um, <laughs> Excuse me for that. 
So I want to thank everybody who watched. I want to thank everybody who listens. Um, go to offtheballnetwork.com. Check out all my stuff, all the other guys' stuff. Um, Jeff Needs Sports. I uh, had a great show last week. If anybody wants to go back and listen to the show with uh, Lucy Rodine, really awesome show. She's very talented and a, and a great guest and really uh, puts out a lot of wonderful content. I, I, so I recommend going back and che- checking out um, Sports and Jokes with uh, Lucy. Absolutely. Um, I want to thank Jay Stevens just for like kind of, you know, the conversing back and forth and uh, bouncing ideas off each other. You know, he's got a big Buckeye show, but he's still kind enough to, uh, you know, help me out. You know what I mean? Bounce ideas off of me and things like that. What we're seeing, what we're doing. A lot of support from him. I want to thank thank all the guys at Off the Ball Network. Uh, they love this show. Most of them aren't Buckeyes fans, but uh, but they're real supportive. So, yeah, that's it. Check out Jeff Need Sports. Check out Off the Ball Network. You know, get, you know. Like, shares, listens. You guys know the deal. Anything you can do really, really helps. And um, once again, I'll be back later today. We're going to do the playoff reactions. And then next week, you know what? We'll come up with something. Maybe we'll talk about High State's top quarterbacks of all time, all-time High State team. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll have some fun and uh, relax a little bit, preview whatever game's coming up, and um, and uh, just talk Buckeyes. So, Thanks, everyone. It's been a blast. Go Bucks. Uh, be kind. Be safe. Uh, happy holidays and uh, Merry Christmas. I won't see you. So just uh, have a great week, uh, you know, and enjoy. Thanks, guys.